Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville. I am your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor here in Greenville, South Carolina. You guys know that you can find all my contact information in the show notes. And you know, I always ask you guys to leave this show a rating, particularly a review. We need more reviews. If you could subscribe, if you're not already subscribed, that's great as well. The more we get this out to people, the better. And uh, and I just appreciate it anytime I see a, a new rating come in, uh, anytime one of you guys give me a, a review, uh, that's great. And by the way, if if I'm not on a platform that uh, you use podcasts for, please let me know as well. Uh, this podcast is on a lot of different platforms, so search for Selling Greenville if you're not sure if it's on yours. But if it's not on yours, let me know. I'd love to to make sure that we're out there on all the platforms that we need to be. Today's show is going to be a simple show, not a Greenville-specific show, but this is one that uh, is something that is, I don't know, near to my heart, <laughs> something I've dealt with personally. It's just me sharing a little bit of practical experience with you guys that I think will benefit anyone, whether you are an investor, whether you are not an investor, this is just practical advice, six everyday tools that are essential, but but perhaps not that would first come to mind. Or in some of these instances, these might be tools that you know are essential, but you've not necessarily considered uh, getting ones that are specifically the way I am uh, going to describe them in here. So I think that this will be a useful episode. I'm hoping that everyone uh, hears at least one tool on here that they haven't thought about in the past. So we're just going to jump right in. Now, whether you're a homeowner, an an investor doing rehabs, or whatever the case may be, the most essential tool that anyone needs in their home is a leveler. You cannot do anything hardly without a leveler. That is the, the most basic of tools. And let me tell you, one of the biggest mistakes that I made when I first became a homeowner was I bought a leveler, but it was one of those sh- small little six or eight inch levelers, you know, the type that you put on a on a shelf to to make sure that it's level. That helps in a lot of different ways. But the game changer for me, the thing that really took my leveling game um, from rookie to veteran, to use uh, sports terminology, was when I went out and bought a four-foot-long leveler, and I hated to do that. It cost me way too much money, in my opinion. But let me tell you, having a four-foot leveler, that is a game-changer. You absolutely should not be without one of them. And he- here's why. Um, it When you're hanging things or when you're leveling things, it just allows you to do things on a completely different level than you could before. If you're leveling things that have multiple places where you need to uh, drill into the wall or whatever the case may be, unless they're greater than four feet apart, you're going to be able to to level that whole sucker out and be able to put marks where you need to put those things. Uh, There are so many other practical times where I use the four-foot level. I use it more often now than I do my small leveler. That is the most basic tool. That is the thing when I when I have first-time home buyers and they're asking me, hey, what should I get? That is the first thing that I say to get. Um, and right up there with it, actually, all of these are, are pretty equal. 
Um, everyone is going to need, you'll obviously need a good drill. I, I didn't, that's not one of the six things, but you'll need a good drill. But there are two accessories here to the drill that are on my list that really are, are game changers. The one is everyone needs drill bits, right? To, to, in order to drill into the wall or whatever the case may be. Um, you need to get titanium drill bits at the end of the day because nothing is worse and, and it needs to be quality. Don't, don't skimp on your drill bits. Get good quality titanium drill bits. And here's why. When you're drilling something, if your drill bit breaks in half, that can completely destroy the entire project, set you back. That, that bit might get lodged in a stud that you need to be drilling into, and now you've got a piece of metal in there that's going to be difficult to get out. Um, now you're down a drill bit that might be the precise size that you need, so now you have to go out to a store and get more. Obviously, titanium can still break, and quality drill bits can uh, still break, but you need to get the highest quality that you can. That is not the place to, to pinch pennies. That is where you get quality, you purchase quality, just do it and thank me later. Now, similar to that is your screwdriver drill bits, right? So not the, not the drill bits that help you to, to put a hole into the wall, but the actual screwdriver drill bits that allow you to uh, screw a screw into the wall or into a stud or whatever the case may be. You need to get the type of bit that is magnetic. And, and they what I have in my drill, it's very simple. It's just a, an extension type of, of piece that is inherently magnetic. I put my screwdriver bits in there. And it magnetizes the screwdriver bits. So what happens now is when I put a screw onto there, it stays. It doesn't move around. It doesn't fall very easily. I mean, it's 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 magnetic, and it's not a super strong magnet, so it can still fall theoretically. But at the end of the day, it will stabilize the screw so much more than using a non-magnetized bit. It it makes such a tremendous difference. It changes the way, honestly, the way you use the drill. It, it makes it a completely different process. It saves you so much time. Trust me, every time a screw falls to the ground, you've just added, <laughs> I should say this, you've taken away years from my life, all right? When, when that screw falls to the ground, particularly if you're like in a contorted position, I've had this multiple times. I'm in like a contorted position. I'm like trying to trying to figure out how I'm gonna, you know, how I'm gonna get this uh, get this screw in here, and then the screw falls to the ground, and it's like now you have to get out of that position, find the screw, get you know, if you can't find it, get another one. It's just so much fresh, so much frustration that it causes, and having it magnetized makes such a tremendous difference. And plus, those ones like the one that I have, it's a it's a quick. Uh, it, it goes into I can't think of what it's called, but it goes into the drill itself. So you tighten the drill around it, and then you just pull down the hood of it and slide uh, the bit into it. 
And so it allows you to quickly interchange the bits as well. So however you want to do it, at the end of the day, whether you want to get magnetized bits or whether you want to get one of those pieces that allows you to, to, to change any bits in and out easily and automatically magnetizes them, the key is make sure that you've got some magnetic powers in your drill one way or the other in order to make that a simpler process for you. Here's another one that uh, was a bit counterintuitive to me for a very long time, and now that I've had it, it makes such a difference. You need to get an expensive, I'm sorry, it's gonna have to be expensive, but a professional stud finder. And what I mean by this is, I don't mean the type of stud finder that just has one light, that once you go over the stud, it lights up. I mean the type of a stud finder that has a row of lights. And I think if you search on Amazon for professional stud finder, you'll find exactly what I'm talking about. But it has a row of like 15 lights. And so what happens is you can run it across the wall and it will actually light up just the lights where the stud is. So you can see exactly how big the stud is, where it is, exactly what its position in the wall is. And it, if there are multiple studs right next to each other, like if you're, if you're getting near a, a, an opening or something like that, uh, where there might be you know multiple studs there, you can see exactly where they are, where they begin, where they end, if there's any gap between them. Um, and it just completely changes the way you're able to see behind the walls. It is so essential. I could never go back to the old school stud finder uh, where you're just having to go, you know, go across the whole wall with just one light and try to try to figure out exactly what's there. Um, it's going to cost you a little bit more money. Again, all of these things are costing you a little bit more money than the standard tools, but you won't regret it. It will be exactly what you need in order to get the job done. All right, getting into a little bit, the last two. Okay, we've already gone through four. The last two are a little bit more expensive, but let me tell you, they they are essential. Okay, we we uh, you can get by without some of these things, but you shouldn't. You should just go ahead and get these things. The one is a miter saw, and when I say miter saw, I don't mean one of those small little eight inch miter saws. I mean you need a big miter saw. There will be times when this comes in handy if you're doing any type of handy work at all around your house. You have to have a saw, right? You're, you're not going to get by without a saw. Go ahead and get a miter saw. This allows you to cut at different angles. And that is, listen, if you're ever doing trim, if you're ever uh, doing a gazillion different things, you have to be able to cut at different angles. And the miter saw gives you the flexibility that you can use it at just a traditional 90 degree angle, or you can do it at a 45 or a 30 or a 15 or whatever, whatever you want. Um, and it gives you that flexibility. And it, but it's got to be big. All right. And and the reason why you want a big miter saw, if you're only ever cutting two by fours, a, a small miter saw is fine. But if you if you start getting into bigger boards, two by eights, two by tens, your small miter saw is not going to be able to cut all the way through. And guess what? If you can only cut partially through a board, that's not good. That's like the worst case scenario because now you've got something that is partially cut through, but
but there's no way to turn it around in order to cut through on the other side. That's just not the way it works. Unfortunately, I, I, there might be some miter saws that swivel all the way back and forth, a full uh, 180 degrees. If that's the case, then you might be able to get by without having a really large one, but it's still, you're, you're not going to be cutting as clean as if you have a large one that can just cut all the way straight through. Get yourself a large miter saw and you will use it. It, it won't be every day. It's not going to be used as much as these other things I've mentioned. But the times that you need it, you will be so happy that you have it. I promise you. And sixth on my list, last but not least, this is going to be a quick podcast today, Dremel tool. Um, also known as like a rotary tool, rotary saw. These are just little handheld saws that you can uh, maneuver into tight spaces and use to do a lot of things. They they have all kinds of attachments, unlimited attachments, sanders, um, different drilling attachments. They're super flexible, super handy. They do so many different things. And the uh, versatility of them, again, this is a tool that you don't use every day, but their versatility means that when when you need it, it is clutch. And it can it has so many different applications, so many different ways that it can be used that that's what then makes it to me an essential part of your toolkit because it can help to make up perhaps for some of, of the other tools that you might not have. And I use my Dremel tool several times a year, and every time I'm like, man, I am so happy that I have this. I just used it this past week on something I was doing, um, and every time I'm just reminded. This tool was an expensive tool to only use a few times a year, but the few times a year I need it, I need it. <laughs> like, And there's not a whole lot else that could uh, work in the place of it. I had to use it earlier this year. I was uh, working, uh, I was refinishing my deck and I was replacing some boards on my deck. And listen, just having that Dremel tool to be able to, to do some different things on my deck and to, and to have the flexibility to take that wherever, it was super crucial. Um, and by the way, make sure that, just go ahead and get one that's corded. Don't get a uh, one that's battery powered. You, you need the full power. You need the full electrical power. Don't get one that's, that's on a battery. You don't want that. Um, use the corded. And that's just my personal opinion. Get an extension cord. And uh, this is a little freebie. I, I won't. I won't put this. Uh, I won't necessarily say that this is my seventh on the list. But since I mentioned it, long. You need a long extension cord somewhere. At some point, you will need a long extension cord. I've got a um, a hundred foot extension cord that that I have wound up on a uh, on a winder, for lack of a better word, that is designed exactly for extension cords. There are so many times where that comes in handy for me as well. Make sure that you. Uh, don't neglect that. Having to string together extension cords is dangerous and not fun. Don't bother yourself with that. So that's it for today's episode. Those are some tools that will help you with whatever you're doing. You need to invest in those things. All right. Take my word for it. Pay a little bit extra money to get those things versus whatever the, the cheaper options it was that you were using. But that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. As you know, my contact information is in the show notes. Rate, review, subscribe to the show. 
Now you know what tools you need in order to be an expert home rehabber, an expert uh, uh, honeydew list person, whatever the case may be. So let's go out this week motivated and get some projects done.